As superhero movies are becoming mainstream entertainment at theaters around the world, comic fans also have plenty of heroic action on the small screen to keep them sated while waiting for the next blockbuster. We are in a golden age of superhero television shows, with plenty of offerings from both the Marvel and DC universes, and the trend shows no sign of slowing down. To chronicle these recent shows and even examine some of the classics, we are proud to present Weekly Heroics, a two true freaks guide to heroes on TV. In every podcast, we'll be doing recaps of individual episodes of one Marvel show and one DC show until we catch up to them or some supervillains shut us all down. My name is Scott McGregor, and I'm the fastest podcaster alive. That's what she said. And I'm Chris Tyler, one of your agents of cool. To bring you this podcast, we each have to become someone else. We each have to become something else. As a child, my planet Krypton was dying. I was sent to Earth to protect my cousin. But my pod got knocked off course, and by the time I got here, my cousin had already grown up and become Superman. And so I hid my powers, until recently when an accident forced me to reveal myself to the world. To most people, I'm an assistant at CatCo Worldwide Media. But in secret, I work with my adoptive sister for the DEO to protect my city from alien life and anyone else that means to cause it harm. I am Supergirl. Hi, welcome to another Weekly Heroics, a true, true freak sky to heroes on TV. And we are back with another, yes, another Supergirl recap for you. Um, been feeding you a few weeks of this, and that's hopefully never a bad thing. Uh, we will be getting back to our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and other DC shows and stuff here, probably right after this episode. I'm not going to keep you too long from uh, following up on, on Mr. Coulson's uh, brain work there um, <laughs> in the last S.H.I.E.L.D. episode you listened to. Um, so, yeah, we're doing a little shuffling of the schedule, and, and mostly because we have a special guest today. First of all, we're, of course, joined by the hair metal hero, Christopher Tyler, so give a wave and a hello, sir. Not hello. Really in that order. And we are joined by, as proof that if you email our shows, you could be on one of our shows. And I got thinking about that today. Maybe that's why we don't get so many emails for our shows, because now people think they'll be obligated. But that's not the case. Emailing safely, it to our show is not a guarantee. It's a safe space show. here, yes. Uh, you can email us at weeklyheroics at yahoo.com and, and no... You know, supervillain minions like AIM or Hydra will come to your door and force you to be on a podcast, I promise. Unless you, we think you're going to be really, really funny, and then it may happen. And and so we sent him over to David Pascarella's house this week, and uh, he's tied up in the basement somewhere with a microphone sitting in front of him. Um, Dr. Doom in the corner <laughs> glowering at him. And... <laughs> I'm getting weird already. But, uh, yes, David has emailed us. Dr. Doom would not work with AIM. A couple times. No, he wouldn't. But he would use them occasionally as minions. We, we need to get Dr. Uh, Professor Middleton in on, on that, on any Doom-related stuff. He's the expert. Um, but David Pascrella of uh, Staten Island, New York, I think. Correct, sir? That is correct. I am in no sense being forced to make this podcast whatsoever. There's the it's you say that. You say that like you like it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I am not being coerced at all. There's no one here with a gun on me. 
Tell my family I love them. <laughs> There's no one here with a uh, AR-15 semi-automatic rifle on me, and he doesn't have blue eyes and brown hair, and it's about six foot four. Um, yeah. <laughs> but well, welcome, David. Yeah, David's emailed us a couple times and um, expressed interest in coming in on and talking about some Supergirl stuff. So we'll we'll do, I guess, our, our little usual boring spiel and our recaps, and then we'll all talk about it together. But first, why don't we uh, put you on the spot and give us a little of your background. You've done some Two True Freak stuff before, so I guess I can't claim another virgin on this show yet. But. Yes, I, I've done exclusive work to the Two True Freaks Network. I've done a couple episodes of Back to the Bins, some Comic-Con specials with uh, Paul and Dario. Uh, I am slated to be on an episode of uh, Deep Space Nine. And uh, we also recorded an Is It Jaws that has yet to air. Excellent. Excellent. And, and much as I want to, I won't ask you to, to spoil what movie that's going to be because Paul scares me sometimes. Um, <laughs> He's a la- large man. Large man, very dangerous. And he could get here relatively quickly, so Probably. I'm not going to make yes. him angry. His reach is long. Yes. <laughs> Do you want to see a long arm? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a really long arm. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm assuming you're a Supergirl fan. You're actually this our crazy uh, Fear the Walking Dead um, listener, too, who actually doesn't watch the show but just relies on us fools to yeah. fill you in on what's going on in the apocalypse. Yes, I feel I don't need any additional stress actually watching the show. I'll just get the briefing afterwards. That's not a bad call, as, as you've heard how stressed I get with some of those shows. Uh, blood pressure. Man, I'm glad up. I dodged that bullet. Yeah, especially this season. Uh, so I'll say no more. But Fear the Walking Dead, also to be found on Two True Freaks Network. Um, Smooth. But it's on hiatus because the show is. Uh, but anyway... Shall we, we should do a prediction, a prediction show of what you think is coming next. Of on Walking Dead, or yes, yeah, we kind of we kind of did that before the the new season. We'll probably do like a yeah, re, just a gathering before Fear the Walking Dead starts up again. I'm hoping Excellent. I can get Beth back because I miss her. But yeah, so actually, it's kind of nice having a little break from that one because as me and David were talking about earlier, I. Apparently a masochist, and I'm doing like four or five of these a month now. Well, it's two weekly, one weekly at least, a couple a month. And yes, it can it can become a grind, but we do it because we love it. We do, yeah. Uh, so I was telling David, it's like now that I'm having a lot more fun now that I don't get paid for this, which totally goes against any logic whatsoever. I know, but if I if I had to get paid for it and there was an actual schedule, I probably wouldn't do it. <laughs> schedule, not so much, but anyone who wants to pay me for this, yeah, I'll sign up. I have no problem. I'm, I'm not, you know, my integrity as an artist ends at my rent. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Just back that back that money truck up and dump it right That's on the right. line. Yeah. If you need someone to talk aimlessly for a couple hours about nerd stuff, like the billion people that are already doing it, call me. Or me. Yeah, or any of us. You know, we ain't proud. Let's get into this, I guess, guys. Uh, <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, can we tell audience that Scott just had a fresh 
pot of coffee brewed as usual. Oh, geez. Shows. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, I did not have a fresh pot of coffee. I'm today's episode is sponsored by Diet Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you get to go first anyway, and then you can nap if you'd like. No, 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 no. All right. So let's pick up where we left off uh, with the continuing adventures of Supergirl. The title of the episode is Strange Visitor from Another Planet. Wink, wink. This is the 11th episode of season one. And we start the episode with uh, Kara pulling some superheroics, rescuing a family that's in their trailer from a forest fire. And um, then we get into some of the soap opera bits of the Supergirl series that's been going on. Uh, after Kara and uh, Kat had their heart-to-heart when they were stuck together, we find out about uh, Kat's strange son. And we find out that Kara has completed a letter that Kat had intended to send to him. Um, and Kat doesn't take too kindly to this after her estranged son shows up in National City. Uh, let's put that back on the back burner for the moment. Yeah. Uh, the crux of this episode, in terms of the superheroics and our uh, big three characters, centers on a um, U.S. Senator, Miranda Crane, uh, who has uh, a particularly xenophobic slant on all aliens, uh, even Supergirl. And she's giving a press conference about the dangers of extraterrestrials uh, coming to the country. And the DEO is on site to ostensibly protect her when all of a sudden the rally is attacked and um, John Jones goes into pursuit and he uh, uncovers the fact that it's a white Martian that's uh, upset the uh, senator's speech. John kind of freezes. Supergirl... Uh, manages to scare off the uh, the White Martian, and Senator Crane is brought to the DEO for safekeeping. And uh, Senator Crane doesn't take too kindly to this, uh, as you know, being stuck in the desert underground by a shady government organization would tend to do that to you. Uh, but John Jones, uh, as Hank Hankshaw, is not letting up, saying, "As long as the creatures out there, you're staying here for your own protection." Um, also in the back burner of what's going on here is um, <clears throat> John realizing that because of the uh, telepathy that he worked uh, back at um, Maxwell Lord's uh, office, mm-hmm. it's drawn out the fact that he is uh, on Earth, and that's brought the White Martians there ostensibly to kill him. Damn it, Alex. Well, <laughs> yeah. Oh, John Jones is so great in this episode, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, we do get a lot of his um, more more involved in the uh, backstory of what happened with the uh, the massacre of the Green Martians. Um, Pretty and, striking uh, uh, Holocaust um, stories, I thought actually. I mean, they really kind of went there, and it was good. Uh, I mean, but that's yeah. that's kind of been the origin for yeah. him, though, oh, for totally. much as long as he's been around. Yeah. So they're not shying away from it. Uh, yeah, which I, I appreciate to see it realized in, in live action, though. You know, yeah. Just, yeah, I don't think on Smallville they ever went that uh, in-depth into it as much as um, Jackie the, Giles from Seinfeld played a, a great John Jones. I, I, I also like the uh, kind of more bitter... <laughs> Uh, John Jones that we're getting in this. Yeah, yeah. And they went full, like, bodies in the trench thing. You know, that, that's hardcore. <laughs> yeah, especially for an 8 o'clock show on yeah. a major network, which is is an all-ages show. Um, but it's important for uh, his development. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll cut back to the soap opera aspect with um, Kat's estranged son, Adam, and Kat having a, a dinner together. And it's completely awkward. Neither of them really feels comfortable. 
and um, things just don't really go well. So let's cut back to the DEO where uh, Senator uh, Miranda uh, is playing some mind games with Hank about a potential mole within the DEO, and she threatens to out the organization if he doesn't conduct an in-house investigation. She suddenly mentions that she was attacked by a white Martian, and that's when Hank becomes suspicious because he never said the species of alien that attacked her. Mm -hmm. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Kara tells Al. the book, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, you gotta love it when it happens, though, and you can see it on his face, too, immediately. He's like, oh, that's right. Yeah. Kara tells... (laughs) Kara tells Alex that the White Martian is at the DEO, disguised as Miranda, and uh, Alex arrives with a gun pointed at the fake senator, just as Hank goes for his weapon. But uh, the White Martian goes on a rampage uh, through the DEO, and, and it's just laying waste to all the black shirts that are in there. John uh, suddenly starts to have visions of the white Martians taking the green Martians, uh, the, ch- uh, the children, green Martians, um, off for, uh, well, death. Uh, Miranda is about to attack, and Kara shows up to challenge her, only to have the white Martian escape. Kara's distracted by Cat, uh, who says that she needs her immediately, and she zoops on back to Cat Co. Worldwide Industries, and Cat's upset over the dinner uh, because of the letter that Kara wrote, and uh, this prompts Kara to go see Adam personally to try to smooth things over on Cat's behalf. After a short talk and an admission from Kara about the letter, Adam agrees to meet with his mother one more time on the condition that Kara will be there as an intermediary. During the dinner, Kara acts as a mediator, and after a little bit of tension, uh, the two of them do start to kind of open up and actually express their feelings. That's when Kara's safe to slip off and go resume being Supergirl. Uh, Alex tells John that she feels bad for encouraging him to use his powers and he shouldn't be at fault. And this is where uh, John really lays on thick the backstory. He tells Alex about how the White Martians were under the uh, the bowels of Mars, uh, creating weapons of mass destruction, uh, forcing the, the fire from the, uh, the the planet to to consume the green Martians. Um, tells, Isn't yeah. that like an apocalypse thing? Um. Yeah, I don't know if that's in the original backstory. I mean, I know that the Green Martians were the other race that, you know, were there to wipe out the... Yeah, I don't think uh, it's a Martian Manhunter, but I think there were fire pits on Apocalypse. Oh, they're absolutely... Yeah, yeah, yeah. they yeah. borrowed a little fourth, fourth world. Hey, that's, that's what you can do when you've only yeah. got a certain amount of TV shows. Borrow from the best. Yeah. Uh, so... Um, we get to see the real emotional pull of uh, where John's coming from when he talks about his daughters and wife being burned and how um, even if it's going to cost him his life as Hank Henshaw, he's going to end this conflict with the White Martians uh, once and for all. During the original scuffle where the White Martian escaped, Alex uh, does manage to shoot a appendage, I'm assuming it's a finger or a toe, off of one of the White Martians. Uh, John realizes that uh, they can I use this to try to track uh, where the White <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, a digit. We'll just say a digit. A digit, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, they, the White Martians don't have tails. White Martian genitals, not a conversation for right now. Um, hey, we've talked about how, you know, Kryptonians wax their bikini lines, so why not? <laughs> that was very popular, too. Was it? Oh, good. Apparently, yeah. A lot of people picked up some tips. I don't know. Continue, Sarah. Uh, silly. <laughs> That's quite all right. Uh, the holidays just ended. We're getting crazy here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, vodka I could be drinking. <laughs> all right. Never so, no, uh, <laughs> using the white. 
<laughs> Using the I'm white nervous Russian around tissues. new guests, okay? <laughs> don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. We're all we're all adults here. <laughs> So to, so. so to speak. So to speak. From a certain point of view. Yes. From a certain point of view. You old lying bastard, you lied to me! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, okay. All right. And reset in one, two. All right. Using the white Martian tissue sample, John is able to telepathically link up and find where the uh, white Martian is hiding. And uh, apparently it's in the sewer because, you know, if you're an underground race, probably going to go head underground anyway. Uh, Posing as Hank, he brings Alex and the DEO agents in to capture the white Martian into the uh, sewer. And John stumbles across the real uh, Miranda while Alex and the... um, The cannon fodder find the shape-shifted form of the White Martian as Miranda, and she begins whooping some behind, and uh, she doesn't kill Alex, though. She's going to use Alex's bait to draw out the green Martian that she knows is on Earth. And um, Supergirl and John have a little heart-to-heart here about what's going on, and this is really where John does kind of lay it on the line and say, "It's I don't care what happens now, this has to be done. And Supergirl kind of is able to talk a little bit of sense into him saying, you know, we don't, we don't really get to choose everybody that we help. We just have to help everybody, which is a a nice sentiment. Mm -hmm. So he decides that, all right, after they save Alex, he's going to just let this conflict end. He's just going to give himself over to the white Martians. He feels guilty about not being able to save his family. And, um, you know, survivor's guilt is a powerful motivator, but Mm -hmm. you know, Kara's also kind of dealing with the same thing. So there's a little bit of a, meaning of the minds there. So uh, with the White Martian taking uh, Alex to the desert, saying that she reminds it, the desert reminds her of home, John agrees to meet her there for a final confrontation. And after seeing that Alex is safe, he's about to willingly give himself over to the White Martian when Supergirl comes in and, uh, you know, does the old superhero thing and lays her the hell out. A fantastic three-way aerial battle ensues where John and Kara are able to finally uh, stop the White Martian's rampage. And this is when uh, John goes in for the kill. He's got his... uh, his DEO knife ready to go, and he's ready to slit the throat of the White Martian. And Kara, being Supergirl, is able to talk him out of it, saying that, uh, you know, even if, if you do this, then the White Martians are still going to win <clears throat> um, because you're not going to be who you really are. Mm-hmm. And uh, we managed to take the White Martian back to the DEO headquarters where the uh, White Martian says that there's thousands of us ready to come, and uh, we're going to do Millions! Millions! Yes! <laughs> Which to it, Kara has the response of let them come. Um, you know, that's why not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With, uh, with the senator saved, she's kind of had a change of heart in terms of her uh, xenophobic uh, feeling about aliens, stating that it was Supergirl specifically, showing her that uh, just like everybody else, there are some extraterrestrials out there that aren't what everybody believes them to be and that they need to start having an open mind and a little bit more... Uh, discussion about what's really going on with the aliens that are coming to the earth. Um, but they still need to be, you know, ready to, to protect themselves. And with the last little bit of the episode, we have uh, Adam visiting uh, his mother, Kat, and tells her that he's going to stick around for a little while, and that he does have a crush on Kara. 
And uh, he asks her out on a date, to which uh, Kat says that she go on it. Then we go to the girls together, uh, Kara and Alex, uh, talking about dating tips. And Alex just tells her, hey, look, you're just going to have fun. Ice cream night. We got a couple ice oh, hell yeah. cream nights. Shit, yeah, well, that's what you do, I guess. When you're having a... been a sister to a sister, I really didn't know <laughs> that, but, you know. Oh, you can be Herb. a sister if you want to, Scott. <laughs> Um, sisters are doing it for themselves uh, here's the thing though I wouldn't be sharing my ice cream I'd be like it's all mine sorry get your uh, own yeah hell yeah I'm sure that National City ice cream is amazing it's probably some like, chocolate chip cookie dough man I'll, I'll cut a bitch over chocolate chip cookie dough <laughs> okay <laughs> send all bribes in the form of chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream to Scott um, you can send uh, black raspberry to me um, okay um, alright where where was I uh, so the stinger of the episode is uh, the two of them watching TV watching the press conference from the, uh, the senator eating their ice cream and uh, the local news bursts in to show that Supergirl is off in National City uh, near the bridge uh, with a family that's uh, nearly crashed ready to fall off of the bridge and um, Supergirl the Supergirl on TV saves the the, uh, the family and then drops it. Yeah. So clearly this is not Kara. Um, and Alex asks how she can be there when she's here. And uh, Kara says, well, that's not me. And uh, she flies off to see what's going on, which will lead directly into our next, next episode. I love how this show does the little comic book cliffhangers a lot, you know, and it, it's cool. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's with- not... The show isn't Law and Order or SVU or anything like that. It's it's serial fiction. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. There's really no one and dones with no with the superhero shows now. For it, not that that the one and done kind of shows don't have their place, but when you're tuning in to watch the continuing adventures of a character, you do need that hook. And this, the most of the uh, shows that Greg Berlanti are involved in, uh, they do manage to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. That's, uh, we, was that it? Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, that's that's the end of the episode. Uh, so let's uh, let's talk. Let's. Uh, I feel like a bad host. We should get to go get. Uh, we should get a new tongue. Apparently, so we can speak. <laughs> we should get to know David a little better. Um, I just want to ask, like, um, what's kind of your history with the, the Supergirl character? I guess in general, and what attracted you to to wanting to watch the show, other than your apparently a fan of general superhero fare anyway, which is my whole reasoning, but I got into initially Superman when I was, but a wee child through uh, comic books and the George Reeve uh, TV show, which was on every day at three o'clock on, I think it was channel five here. And from there I went to Superman, the movie and I've been a fan ever since Supergirl, I really got into about the time of the crisis mm-hmm. back in 85, 86. And I liked her and bought that original series, The Daring New Adventures. And they promptly killed her. Yeah, it's just in time, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is great. Let's kill her. <laughs> and uh, to be honest, having I have two daughters, one that's now going to be 14 next month and another one that's 10. I kind of now like the strong female role model for her. Yeah. And it's uh, this is the one CW show that we kind of watch together all the time. Excellent. Yeah. Nice. So, I love hearing that. I love that 
that these properties are cutting across uh, generations like that. Yeah, that's, that's what right. they're designed to do, man. They're designed to be iconic like that. And it doesn't hurt that it ties into the Flash and the Arrow, You're right? Which, oh yeah, it gives you the excuse to watch all those other ones too. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Great show. Oh yeah, and a great episode, I thought. Yeah, I liked it. It was yeah, really nice uh, seeing the, the Manhunter's origin as it was, and, and man, said just yeah. done very viscerally and and as as impactful as as they could. Uh, I was actually, as I said, really surprised that they they went to some of the images that they did. Uh, it really drives it home, you know. Yeah, there's really no way to sugarcoat. <laughs> what happened on Mars really Um, and and it's also helpful because I mean they end up playing with with the white Martian stuff a little bit in season two which we'll get to eventually so it's uh, it's definitely worth having it in there now do you know where the white Martians always part of the story I mean, I remember uh, reading about him in the JLA comics in the late 90s and in the I, cartoon, but... I think so. I think it's uh, John Jones was always the last survivor the last survivor of Mars. Um, but I, And I'm, I'm pretty sure it's because there was that uh, war on the, on the planet. Because um, the original, the, the Golden Age, or I guess it would be... He's not quite Golden Age, is he? Um silver age he was on mars and the that scientist accidentally beamed him to earth yeah but he was the last martian yeah they probably didn't get to like a more detailed origin for him you know to later down the road after he was introduced in the comics and yeah every version i've ever seen has been the white martians caused the the, the destruction of all the green martians i have very little knowledge of of his comic history other than, you know, just the iconic origin that he's the last Martian and he's a badass and, and green. And so that's enough for me to follow. Him, you know, <laughs> thing, you know. I'm easy that way when it comes to my comic properties. Yeah. Powers and alien. Yes. You had me at alien. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, he's part of the, the, the joke that, uh, the, the cartoon did a couple of years ago. It was, uh, a new frontier, or no? Uh, Hawk Girl, Superman, uh, and Hawk Girl, Superman, and John Jones, and she's Hawk Girl says, "I guess we should call it the Just Us League." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, so. I was thinking of the uh, line in New Frontier of Batman. He's like, "I spent a fortune getting a green meteorite to stop the guy from Krypton. All I need to stop you with is a back, you know, five cent." <laughs> pack of matches <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah I, I loved it. other than that well let, let's this is the the elephant in the room for the uh, episode for me anyway is that Kara's is just a dipshit and she doesn't shouldn't have a job anymore because anybody outside of a comic boss would have fired her ass four times <laughs> you know you're not only fired i'm firing you retroactively to last week um I kind of feel that's why I think she and Wynn would make such a good match because they're kind of very similar. Yeah, completely. And, you know, yeah, I'm sure they're going to milk that for a while in this, you know, will he ever get out of the friend zone? Um, He actually gave friend zone wisdom in the next one. Uh, (laughs) Even even said the words. Uh, Poor bastard. But, uh, yeah, that was just, I mean, okay, we get it. Kara wants to help everybody. She's Supergirl. But, man, that's that's where, you know, Clark Kent, I think, has it 
down a little better and that you don't shit where you eat. <laughs> that's that's true. Uh, but you know what? It's that is who her character is, though. Um, yeah, if it was real life, she'd be gone in a in a New York minute, as they say. Uh, but it's TV, and if that would really kind of take Cat back to being the cold person that we see at the beginning of the season and that's really not what they're trying to do with her so I mean it's the two of them kind of learning from each other so I mean I get it it's 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 cute but yeah real life no she's gone <laughs> but thankfully this is TV I, I gotta give props to this episode for actually making me choke up a little bit in some of the, the cat and her son scenes and I think it's probably I think you'd agree with me Chris that you know it's the adoption thing and uh, just that seed that's in any adoptee's thought of meeting, you know, the, the mother that gave you up someday and what that would be like. And I think they portrayed it really well in this. Um, and even uh, absolutely about as qualified as a, a family counselor as she is a news reporter later on in the show. <laughs> but uh, Tara did a bang-up job of, like, a family intervention there. That was, like, you know, I, I actually have training in some of this stuff, and that was pretty much... Well done. It was somebody consulted on that and how you should approach things like that. It was actually fairly well done, I thought. Yeah, it's a it was it's a nice moment, um, and it's outside of when the two of them were trapped together. It's probably the most real that cats come across um, since that that point where the two of them are having their heart to heart. Yeah, other than the unrealism of her not, you know, canning Kara immediately. Uh, these two yeah. episodes in particular made me really like the Cat Grant character finally and and respect what Felish, uh, Calista Flockhart was doing with the part. So. Yeah. David, yeah, thoughts? Or um, no, no, I'm good. Okay, I got to bring something up. Senator uh, Miranda there. Mm-hmm. I get the whole business, but we're going to keep aliens out. But at the point where she said about building a dome over the earth to keep the... All I kept waiting for her to say was, it's going to be a beautiful dome, and the aliens are going to pay for it. It's going to be huge. That was about you. as heavy handed uh, a, a dig on Trump as you get. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to respect him for not going to turn it up to 11. And yeah. Yeah. There's only a certain point you can conflate real life and, and fiction. Otherwise, then it becomes it's like, why am I watching this? We were talking uh, about this earlier, before you got on, Chris, about some of the, you know, Princess Leah versus Trump memes and stuff like that. I just, I'm just of a mind to keep my politics away from my nerd stuff as far as possible. You know, whether the allegories are there or not, don't hit me. When, I, when I'm watching the I fictional stuff, day. what? yeah, unless I'm reading some Harry Turtle dove, the only, like, I don't want the real life stuff in my fiction. Yeah, <laughs> That's you know, kind of I the mean, escape. You you can do generalized allegories fine, and, and, yeah. and they'll be more, they'll have a better shelf life you know it's like who someone watching this episode in 30 years maybe is not going to know what the hell that's even a reference to hopefully maybe you don't know uh, <laughs> well, i'll either be there or it won't at that point um we all the hype about Jeez, it we'll i hope i live another, another 30 years so. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm sure when George Reeves was putting those tights on, he didn't think anybody would be watching that 60 years down the road either. So. Oh, probably not. Yeah. Uh, but other than that bit of heavy-handedness, it's um, it's a great episode. It's a great episode, and and they, I love just, I just love the fact that they don't shy away from 
the bulk of the the superhero stuff on this show, even though it is the one that was originally on a big network. Yeah, no. the, the fights are all top notch again. The the CGI on the White Martian is actually better than they usually give the Manhunter. <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's a TV a budget. I mean it's I'm you know what what you can only do so much with the TV budget. So no, and, I mean I've never really had you know a major complaint. And, no, you have neither have I. Chime in on that too, and we're all movie fans too, and. You know, we're, we're seeing amazing things in the theaters, but, man, it, TV is keeping up. Right. I thought the flashbacks to Mars were great, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Really, I mean, fantastic for TV. <laughs> for Yeah, for TV, it absolutely is, even though it's only probably a less than a minute total. it's You know they had to spend a serious chunk of change doing that. Yeah. Oh, I think it's it's a perfect show to be able to get ambitious, too, because they're, you can't really criticize them for it looking a little cartoony and stuff, the CGI, because man, this this show embraces cartoony at every corner, so you know, yeah. if, if some of the effects start looking a little, you know, animated then, well, who, you know, whatever this, this should probably be it's amazing that this even happens outside of animation anyway, you know Yeah uh, you. Anything else, or shall I bore us for 15 minutes? Go for it <laughs> Oh, uh, well, this is episode 12, obviously, uh, and the title is Bizarro. Mm. Yeah, we open with an ominous title telling it's three months ago, because whenever you do the time shift thing, something ominous is going to happen. And we look in on Max Lord's little science experiment, a.k.a. a girl locked up in a shady lab, and we see him running some bizarre tests on her, which will uh, give her evil-looking black eyes, presumably. Back in the present... Uh, Max is quoting Shelley to his test girl appropriately enough, and he's feeling very Frankenstein-y. <laughs> and suddenly the girl looks like Kara and says, Yes, my lord. Which was ha, a little, little groan-worthy. <laughs> but appropriate. Yep. Um, they, they really took, you know, Max was kind of skeevy before, but they really took him from zero to asshole pretty quickly in this episode. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He's <laughs> got this kidnapped girl here. Yeah, you know, just, and then we find out there was more. You know, we don't know what happened to him, but uh, at the DEO, everyone is trying to figure out why they saw a duplicate Supergirl. Obviously, well done, guys, uh, saving people on the TV. Alex and Kara suggest that Lord might have something to do with it, but Hank is all like, "Well, that's just crazy talk." <laughs> And they just, yeah, okay. I did. I certainly didn't go in there and say anything. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, he even mentions it's like it was just she was she was unconscious. There's no way that she could be this person flying around. Yeah. Couldn't possibly be connected. Right? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I thought everyone went a little stupid in this episode, to be honest with you. But <laughs> at the DEO, everyone is trying to figure out why they saw a duplicate super. Oh, I just read that. Who's going stupid? <laughs> Meanwhile at Catco, meanwhile at Catco, Wynn and Kara almost mend fences, but uh, then an unusually friendly cat has brought Kara coffee. How bizarre. At the morning meeting, we're trying to figure out the angle of the rogue Supergirl story, and Kara suggests that it's an imposter, and Cat is actually receptive. Kara asks Cat if she's just being nice because she's going on a date with her son, Adam. Uh, in the office of Not Solitude, um, James and Wynn find out about the date and Ribber about it a bit and are both acting weird. Bizarre, even, some might say. Oh. Yeah, I'm just the freaking pun king tonight. I don't know why I wrote this like that. 
Meanwhile, back at the Lord... I'm trying to impress the new guy, I told you. Uh, meanwhile, back at the Lord's Lab... The Lord's the Lab. I guess I did write it like that. Um, Max, <laughs> Max's clone project is uploading hatred for Supergirl into her brain. He's got his own super assassin now. Hate Supergirl. Supergirl bad. At the big date, Kara and Adam are at the bar. Kara is amazing. Adam is smitten. He's saying all the right things. Uh, there's no way this can work out. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly there's an emergency, because of course there is. Uh, maybe Kara should date at places that don't have the news on TV. Just saying. <laughs> there's a tram emergency, and Kara arrives, but so does her doppelganger. And they face off. Kara asks questions uh, with when she uh, should be going punchy-punchy, and evil twin Supergirl gets the first licks in. Uh, the people in the tram are almost killed, but Kara does save them. Back at the DEO, Kara's all like, this person is just like me. How bizarre. <laughs> they decide to go to the uh, kryptonite plan and to take her down, uh, because if she's just like her, she must have the same weaknesses. Um. Adam is asking his mom, no, really, she's not a robot. She's got to be a clone. Because everyone's like, oh, she's probably a robot. People just went moron in this one. I don't know why. Adam is asking his mom what she thinks went wrong with Kara, who shows up with lattes. Uh, Kara tries to smooth things over with Adam and foolishly makes a date for a night uh, that there's still an ongoing threat, you know, because that could never get interrupted again. Cat drops the B word, meaning she uh, names the clone Bizarro, and nerd squeeze are heard around the world. <laughs> And I was one of them. Uh, even though I already knew the title. Meanwhile, you know, Bizarro, yay! It's like, are you ready to rock and roll, uh, Cleveland? Yes, Cleveland. Meanwhile, at the office of Not Solitude, Wynn is being an able sidekick as usual and has found the link to Max Lord and that he has been collecting experimental Jane Doe's for a while now. Max is talking to Bizarro, who is kind of figuring out the Supergirl is not evil, but Lord's hold is strong and getting creepy. Uh, Alex confronts Max alone and uh, tells him that she knows about his science harem. He justifies it, saying they were brain dead. He basically Bond villain monologues about how he created Bizarro. Um, he dances around the fact that he knows Supergirl is Alex's sister, but hints at it. And Max essentially threatens her that if uh, she tries to expose him, that uh, other things will come to light. Back at the DEO, they're playing an attack on Bizarro. Alex takes uh, Kara aside and tells Kara Max probably knows they're related, but Kara's all like, that's just crazy talk. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, they, everyone just comes around to the original thing that people say in this episode. It's just like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Kara wisely tries to cancel her date, but Alex talks her into going anyway, because Alex is also an idiot. <laughs> James and Wynn are drinking. <laughs> James and Wynn are drinking, and, and Wynn is getting James to admit that he likes Kara. Drama, 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 giving him some friend zone wisdom. Soapy, soapy, soapy. Back on date number two, things are going great. So that, there's no way that can't end well. Kara is opening up about dead parents, feelings, soapy, 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 kissy, kissy, kissy. And then, Ooh. of course, Barzaro attacks and snatches Kara away from the date. Like we all knew was going to happen. Awesome heat vision battle commences, and we get two Melissa Benoist angry scrunchy faces, which is always a great thing. <laughs> well, it would be, it would, it would be uh, it's, the, it's the freeze vision for Bizarro, right? 
Oh, was it okay? I noticed because there were different Biz- colors. So. Bizarro, Bizarro have- has the 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 flame breath, not the cold yeah, why breath. Does, where you know what are we pulling S's off our chest now? Where do these two things? That's come from? no, that's old school. <laughs> Is it okay? Yeah, but Kara's never used either, has she? Has she done the flame breath? No, Bizarro oh, no. has the flame breath in the in the cold vision. Okay, but it's the just, it's the bizarre version of Supergirl. Just, just because same with Bizarro, right? So just in most versions reversed. Got it. I didn't realize that. I, didn't, I don't know why I didn't know that about Bizarro. I thought that all the powers were generally the same. Yeah, they're generally the, they they have the same powers. It's just where they emit from is different. Oh, <laughs> yeah. At least they're not too different. That that would not be in budget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alex and the DEO show up, and Kryptonite saves the day, but it causes Bizarro to finally look like Bizarro and get all scarred and cracky. The sisters figure out that Max Lord knows who he is, and suddenly Kara is like, Oh, I told you so, which you didn't really. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. Sciencey consultations go on, and Kara states that they need to take out Max Lord. A long trip to, to short answers in this, this episode, all the way around. Kara shows up to Catco and asks to talk to Adam, who she, of course, breaks things off with. Paging James Olsen, relationship opening for James Olsen. <laughs> but he just got back with Lucy! Yeah. Uh, <sighs> so be selfie. I know we need it. Max is giving Bizarro another pep talk. Crackly Bizarro seems to agree that, again, she should destroy Supergirl. So no real plot movement there. James is talking to Kara and getting the scoop on her mopiness. She gives him the cold shoulder and tons, tells him to get lost, basically. And Alex goes to arrest Max, and he plays the I'll spill the Supergirl secret card, but Alex is going full Gitmo at this point and slams his head into the desk and says, where you're going, there won't be anyone to hear you. James is still moping on a balcony, and angrier Bizarro takes him. Max is in handcuffs and brought to the DEO. Hank is not happy, but Alex basically plays the you've got secrets too card, and Hank gives up. Uh, everyone's just being kind of horrible to each other in these last two episodes James is a hostage with his signal watch just out of reach and Bizarro tells James that Supergirl loves him and she knows this because they're you know same feelings I guess James is trying psychology on Bizarro he seems to be getting to her and then of course he reaches for his watch and and, you know betrays the trust he just built up and and for some reason she doesn't completely fry him instantly like she almost did but she doesn't Um, fire breath versus ice breath this time around and punchy punchy and uh, they're pretty evenly matched obviously and fighting to a standstill uh, actually, Kara's kind of losing. Um, Bizarro's got her hands around her neck. Kara, uh, you forgot about you forgot about synthesizing the blue kryptonite. Oh, I forgot about yeah. I I don't know. I skipped over that. Yeah, but I knew they were doing the uh, exact molecular opposite of green kryptonite. Ah, okay. Thank you, fact check your hero. That's um, me. I just I, I must my brain just skipped over that. I'm like, oh, they're sciencing a, a new weapon. You know, yep. move on. Um, I didn't realize it was actually like blue kryptonite. That would explain a lot. Yeah, because she, Alex is like, I don't, you know, Kara's like, shoot, shoot. She's like, I don't know what this will do to you. She's like, shoot. Take the shot. Take the shot. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where are we here? Yep, Alex shows up, shoots Bizarro, and puts her out. And back at the DEO, Bizarro is weak, and she apologizes. They're going to apparently turn her back into brain dead Jane Doe. Um, which is probably 
I guess that's better than keeping a superhero, you know, a superpowered creature that's now on your side around. But well, I, well I was think it going to kill her? Was like the blue kryptonite going to kill her if they didn't no. turn her back into the human or something? Well, they they would have been able to kill her, but again, that's not really the DEO's modus operandi. And I, right. Supergirl realizing, hey, she's kind of me, so can't really kill her. So, uh, I think they just turned her back into the brain dead woman, kind of, right? That was- well, I don't. They were gonna. I think they were gonna wipe her memory of being Bizarro and put her back into a coma. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Hey, it worked for Bucky. So. True, true. I think I'd rather be a, a conscious Bizarro though than I don't know. Personal choice. You are a conscious Bizarro. <laughs> I'm a conscious Bizarro. Yeah, so many people would say that about me. <laughs> <laughs> but Akara holds her hand as she falls asleep. Quotes. Max is chilling out in his cell, and Kara comes to visit. Max drops the bomb that he knows that she's a Danvers, and Kara almost heat saps his ass right there, but you know, he stops her. <laughs> pretty, yeah. pretty close one for, for Max. <laughs> you don't want to piss off the Kryptonians. Back at Catco to wrap up, Kara apologizes for not banging her son and <laughs> making him leave. Kat is kind of pissed and says that they're done, other than professionally, you know. And Kara asks James to go for a drink, but he's busy with Lucy's stuff. Kara is sad. Back at home, uh, Kara notices there's a strange alien pod-like object on the coffee table, and like an idiot, she just touches it. And cue the face hugger and fade to black. <laughs> so, there's our yeah, really great episode, you know, really well, classic Superman story coming up in the next episode. Well, we're not quite there yet, so let's talk about Bizarro. And uh, you can't really do Superman without doing Bizarro, regardless of what version you get. So, um, was there ever like, is there a Bizarro Supergirl? Yeah, I seem to remember a Bizarro Supergirl. uh, There's been a Bizarro Bizarro family at one point. Yeah, um, yeah. There's so many different versions of the Bizarro. There's the Imperfect Clone. There's the one from the Bizarro Planet. Uh, take which one you want. They're all pretty interesting. Um, they didn't do the backward speak on this. They just sort of did the the mindless brute. Bizarro. Yeah, it still sounded pretty cool. Yeah, it's hard to to do that other and, and make it not sound really. Silly. I, reading it in the comics is one thing. I yeah. think if <laughs> you know they were saying hello for goodbye and me love you <laughs> for me hate you. I think it would get a little. It would get a little grating. <laughs> Yeah, they probably don't have enough time to, you know, as many takes as that would take for a poor actor that has to read that crap. <laughs> oh, that that would be rough. <laughs> yeah. But they did do the old uh, chalky, craggy mm-hmm. look for it. You really can't get away from that with Bizarro, thankfully. Yeah. Now, you see, I could accept the chalky, craggy look, you know, with the way they did it. But why did her clothing turn backwards all of a sudden? Oh, I didn't even realize that. Well, because it's Bizarro. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those gimmies. Yeah. <laughs> the suit's darker and the S is backwards. Right. Yeah, maybe she's also a seamstress. Maybe she said, decided, I am just a Bizarro, so me will switch well, S on just now. Or, or she changed and put her clothes on inside out. Ah! Even yeah, better. Not there. No pride. There you go. If we're going to take the Bizarro train of thought to the, to the perfect conclusion, I will wear the clothes inside out because I'm Bizarro. Perfect. I cross company no prize for you, sir. That was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Problem solved. Or just Max Lord, you know, he's all about the presentation, I think. I would think is a, is a super branding. Person. Branding is everything. That's right. Yeah. 
I talk yeah. funny, so you guys, uh, you know, chat about this. <laughs> well, I'll, 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 I was waiting for uh, Spider Man to show up and save the cable car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can't really. Well, you 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 put people in a dangling metal box and have danger. It always works. Yeah, and it's nice that they they switch it up a little bit. It can't always be a helicopter or a plane falling out of the sky. You got to have a little variety for for Supergirl to sweep down and, and save falling things. That yeah, was nice. Yeah. Makes Cat me was... even more afraid of trams than I was already. <laughs> um, and I will never ride one, but. Unless someone proves to be a superhero and is around to save my ass. I did find Cat uh, a little creepy with the matchmaking. Yeah. I was waiting for her to say he changed his sheets and everything. <laughs> oh, that's... Yeah, that's a... Well, I mean, Cat kind of opened up that Pandora's box by getting involved in somebody else's personal life. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. On, on the top of you know things that you should probably never do is is date the boss. boss's son. son what could possibly go wrong? Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> I feel good about this. <laughs> yeah. I just I, I'm a little hard on this episode. I did enjoy it, and you know who can begrudge seeing any version of Bizarro? That's just awesome. But man, just got it. It was just kind of. So telegraphed, it's like it said the, the the dates. It's like, oh, gee, I wonder if an emergency is going to happen, and you know, will she break up with him by the end of this episode? Why, yes, yes, she will. And so it was a yes. little kind of cliche, I guess. Uh, well, the only way she'd not be able to break up with him is if she told him the secret, and her two best friends already know, and Cat <laughs> has a strong suspicion already. So it's yeah. like Jesus, it's like Barry and Oliver taking off <laughs> their masks on their shows, like everybody knows who they oh, are. I know. It's like but let's I keep the know. secret Personally, identity. Though, this, I kind of really like the chemistry they had together. I think she had better chemistry with this actor than she does most of her quote unquote love interests on the show. Uh, well. <laughs> Well, it's a it's a more it's a more accurate fit. I mean, they're both coming from kind of broken homes, essentially. So, yeah, yeah. yeah but I mean, you know, they could have followed the comics, uh, could have taken off, and then Win would have killed them. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Like, Toy Man kills Cat Grant's son in the comics. Ooh. Oh, back in, back in the nineties. Uh, yeah. Well, let's not do that on the show yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, I think he's been killed be- off for budgetary concerns at this point. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever see Adam Grant again in, in the new season because we're not going to see much of Cat, unfortunately. Uh, That's what happens when you change where the production is. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. But, uh, no, he's a, I, they could certainly bring him back. Who knows? I mean... That's you know I think Monel's probably a better fit for her at this time, but what can I say? But we haven't gotten there yet. They wrapped it up in two episodes, at least pretty much the whole you know Cat's long lost son and and Kara kind of dating him, not dating him thing, and you know fairly quickly they could have milked that for a good chunk of the season, I guess, if they wanted to. Well, they could have her. They could have also had her with a revolving slate of of love interest too and it's like that would get old real fast too <laughs> yeah she's not um I don't know whatever some teen show from whatever where the cast all dates each other all the time <laughs> she's not I that did, kind of girl I did like the scene of uh, Wynn kind of yeah, Wynn and uh, 
Wynn and James having a little drink and discussing uh well, that's the thing. Two guys that are both after the same girl, when they get to the point where they realize neither of them is going to have them, they will sit down and have a drink. If it's two girls that are going after the same guy, then they'll that's a whole different ball of wax. <laughs> Probably, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, lack of, of context in, in either of those situations, I guess, luckily. I've yeah. been lucky enough not to ever be after the same girl as one of my I've friends. never had two people after me at the same time. So. <laughs> yeah, me either. Yeah, that's it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to say still hoping. Uh, still hoping. Yeah. Huh? yeah. <laughs> Never been an issue here. Yeah, I'm kind of glad I don't need that drama in my life. But I love that Will Win literally dropped the the phrase friend zone and you know it's just like, dude, I know you love her too. It's just, you know, I want to deal with it. <laughs> and and yeah. he's like, and you can probably get her, so go for it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Two people that are actually friends will speak to each other like that instead mm-hmm. of being all like, what's up, bro? Let's do this, bro. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Uh, yeah, I mean, James could probably beat the bag out of him, but, you know, Wayne could probably pull out some, like, doohickey and, you know, take him down. But that's not that's not where that's going. That well, I don't be- think he hasn't stored away a couple of his dad's toys for future use. He's calling it now. Yeah. <laughs> This is the neural neutralizer, James. Let me introduce you to it. (laughs) Neutralizer. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Crossing the streams. That's what we do. You know, I I just want more punchy, punchy, less soapy, soapy. But I said, yeah, Grant, I really did get to like more in the last episode. And then I thought they dropped the ball a little bit on it. This one, I... Thought it was again like zero to asshole for her a little bit, and that you know it's like ah oh, you won't want to be with my son when we can't be friends anymore. Well, it is Cat Grant. She is a little yeah. bit flighty. Cat, yeah. get, yeah. Cat gets what she wants. I don't think that's out of character. <laughs> so, well, it she's was, like it was she's like a kid, you know, she's like a kid that didn't get away. Mm-hmm. And at that level of uh, power, you kind of get your way all the time. So, yeah. what do you yeah. do? Yeah, I mean, she. I mean, like she said earlier in the season, she turned down Harrison Ford because she doesn't date older men. <laughs> yeah, it was, <laughs> oh, it's great. Well, that's why Aaron. I was. I think I was talking with Aaron Henley about uh, the Legends of Tomorrow. Little breaking news for superhero shows is going to have an episode where they feature a young George Lucas in like 1968. Oh, and nice. They said, I, That'll be hot, that'll be hot rod George Lucas. Yeah, right. Yeah, no doubt. And you know, going out on a very strong limb here, that like the Legends of Tomorrow crew will somehow be the inspiration for Star Wars. Oh, you know, Ray's going to be fanboying all over the place. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. You know, and I guess that would make Sarah our Princess Leia analog. Oh my God! I guarantee we see Ray in a. Uh, black slacks with like a, a blue vest <laughs> yeah. yeah they'll cheese if you know if anything that show will, will cheese it up to necessary levels uh, over any of them. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow was a home run I thought the first season had a little bit of slowness second season right second season though was a home run yeah oh yeah well I mean reverse flash and Damien Dark are putting together a Legion of Doom yeah it's, it's amazing okay. Yeah, they, they they feed our our deepest nerd nerd uh, needs, to be sure. I have a problem with some of the acting and writing on that show, but man, it's just you know, 
That's the most comic booky one out of almost all the shows, well, yeah, though, because they can pretty much do whatever they up, want. And I, don't care. and I love all the cast on it. Yeah. It's really Plus fun. Plus, they Lance Henriksen for Yeah, it, it is fun. It doesn't take itself seriously, and it is just a good time watching it. I mean, they gave us they gave us Firestorm actually transmuting matter. Yeah. <laughs> during the last episode the before the winter Society break. And Jonah Hex twice. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not going away. <laughs> and I will continue to watch Dominic Purcell do anything with as Heatwave because I love watching him on the he's show. He's my favorite character on it. He really is. I think he's the funniest on it. He gets the best lines. Yeah, Dang. he's just kind of, <laughs> this is the situation I'm in, so whatever. Yeah, 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 he's brilliant. Uh, I do miss Rory though. I think we're getting Rory back soon. Kip Hunter. Uh, well, whatever. he had to film. He had to film the third season of Broadchurch, which ah, there we go. I'm okay with because f- yeah. those two seasons of that show is <laughs> gripping, gripping television. Oh, and he never got to be Rory with Tenet on Doctor Who, did he? So now he's he's Rory with Doctor Tenet or with Tenet and uh, <laughs> Broadchurch. That's yep. That's some timey-wimey shit right there, boys and girls. He's a very, very different character on Broadchurch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, right yeah, so now we're tangenting all over the place. Y'all Do we have any place. any other final thoughts on Bizarro other than that sting for uh, the Black Mercy at the end of it? Is uh, like, if you're a Superman fan, you kind of know what's coming next. Yeah, uh, yeah, an iconic uh, story, say, and they do it quite well. And I think we've already got, I've got Aaron Henley begging me to let him talk with us on that that episode. So I think we'll have Aaron on when we record that one. Yeah, we might we might have to cover the issue, the uh, the animated version, and uh, the episode because sure. be a lot of a lot of meat to chew on. Yeah, and that that boy would be the one to do it. He's he's prepared and he's. Good. He's a he's a nerd turned up to eleven, man. I love his enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah. So we need a little more from you though, David. How about some more thoughts on this episode? Or or just how the, the CW verse, you know, well, CBS verse two at this point, um is going. I mean, you are, you're a flash watcher too, a flash and arrow? Yeah. He's a flasher. I, a flasher <laughs> they never Ford proved Street that. Or. They never proved that. Only I know. Oh, the secret. This was before camera phones. They only got a blurry shot of me with a Polaroid. <laughs> the original blur. Yeah. <laughs> with a long lens. You're going to need a long lens. <laughs> oh man! Oh, but talk 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 about the talk about uh, the, talk about Flash and Arrow Dave, before I get talk us about in trouble. You want really? <laughs> <laughs> no, the Flash is uh, great. I like Arrow. Arrow, of course, is what I started with. I find Arrow runs a little hot and cold. It you, does. You, uh, you get into a pattern up. where it's like, wow, this is great, and it's like, oh, another Flash back on the boat. Yeah. Uh, well, they're going to be done with that after this season. There's nowhere else to flash back to. What are we, we're flashing back to Russia now, right? Yeah. This is, uh, yeah, we're in Russia uh, for the flashbacks now. So after this season, what was he going to do, flashback to the first season of the show? <laughs> I don't think. No, I almost wish we got more of the Russian stuff. I mean, it's only halfway through the season, but um, that's kind of what it's I was It's got Dolph Lundgren, so I can't be upset. Yeah. And uh, the Flash is great. I love the Flash. I loved when they brought in yeah. Jay Garrick. That for me, I oh, never thought yes. I'd live to see Jay Garrick in live action. Yeah, 
I I was so thrilled when they revealed that the the actual alternate Henry Allen was Jay Garrick and it wasn't uh, the supermodel that they had there. <laughs> I was very happy, and uh, that just that made my day. And the fact I that know, I I thought he looked more like he looked more like maybe it's probably because I just have Henry Allen and '90s Flash in my head, but I liked the other guy better as Jay for some reason. The original actor, that the fake Jay Garrick, I just thought he looked a little better at the part, but of course he was younger and a little more streamlined. I don't well, think... Jay, Jay's supposed to be older. Yeah, true. I, I don't think, uh, what is the actor's name? Wesley Shipp. Um, no, we love yes. you, Wesley, but you, you're a little chunky for that suit. That's all I'm saying. It just looks a little, <laughs> looks a little wide. Come on. Yeah. Just a bit. I love I love the version of the suit that they gave him. It's a it's a nice update of the the jeans and the red turtleneck. Yeah. It probably wouldn't matter, you know, if you're down with the speed force. Probably, the, you know, body mass, weight, or whatever index to you know. Probably. Well, yeah. I mean, if it's much. just the speed force that they're using to go fast, and they're not, it's not physical running, yeah, right? Yeah. So there you go. You can eat all the donuts you want. <laughs> that's that's. Why the Flash has always been one of my favorites. I had the speed force. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could use the speed force myself. <laughs> yes, uh, so couldn't we all. But here's a flash. Let me give you a flash story. All right, I went to a couple of these comic cons. We went. Uh, when was it? Two years ago, where I got the picture with uh, Marina Sirtis oh, from uh, Star Trek. <laughs> Well, they had one recently in New Jersey where Daniel Panabaker was one of the people you could get a picture with. Yep. So I went. I got this picture. My 10-year-old has been pissed at me ever since. (laughs) (laughs) That's parenting done right. (laughs) So, uh... So the good parent I am is as we're watching The Flash together, every time she comes on the set, I go, did you know I have a picture with Caitlin Snow? <laughs> Sadist. <laughs> well, you're the one. She was. Be uh, she was paying the therapy bills later on, David. <laughs> she was uh, Scott. She was at the one the convention we were at in New Jersey, and yeah, uh, no, I, I was going to pony up the money to. To I was like, oh, if I go get anybody's autograph or a picture, it should be her. And I, they actually, this is when the Coke bottles were out with all the people's names on them. Yeah. And they had, I found one at the convention. It said Caitlin. I was like, I could buy this and have her sign the Coke bottle with her character's name on it. But I was like, I don't have the money. Oh, you know, I probably could have afforded one, but I just, who who do you choose, man? There Shatner was there, Stanley was there, everybody was there. um, Batman was there. I know, yeah, Adam West. Like, holy crap, how do I even pick? And I, I don't really... I'm a yeah. fanboy, man, but I just, you know, and I had the money to throw around that weekend, but I just... I know. You get down to that rabbit hole, though. And it, plus, I was going to be the guy that would have went up to her and been like, do you have any 8 by 10s of you from Friday the 13th? <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, she was in the, the more know, recent movie of that? The, the remake was... that they did a couple of years ago, where Nana Visitor plays uh, Jason's mom. Yeah, actually. yeah. I was like, I'd be that guy. Like, I'm the creepy guy with the black T-shirt. Like, you got any Friday the 13th pictures? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. That, that is another reason. Because I, I, I'm afraid that I would be just a horribly slobbery fanboy in their Yeah, presence. I was like, I love you in Sky High. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. 
Yeah, as I said, I'd probably go Shatner, West, or, or Lee would be my, my top three picks in that particular All right, you convention. get the picture with the old wrinkly guys. I'm going with the, the, the young girl. And you're a smarter man than I. Occasionally. Uh, <laughs> because yeah, but I saw I saw the last dragon, so I was good. Yep. I was going to say you think like I do. This is as close as I'm going to get. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Close I'm enough to, to get... smell her. <laughs> <laughs> she smells like Hollywood <laughs> in dreams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I tried to get an interview with the Last Dragon, but I had to go talk to his people. I guess, and I'm just like I his PR people, people. Yes, yeah, podcast. Yeah, it's all right. I had a nice conversation with Peter David for free. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I talked to the guy for a while. There. Oh, now the actor's name, the Last Dragon. What's the actor's name? Uh, oh Jesus, um, Timac. That's it. Yeah, yeah. that guy. Um, yeah, I chatted with him for a little bit, so that was, that yeah. was fun. Well, listen, since we're roving around, what did you think of Rogue One? I loved it. I did, yeah. too. Yeah, zero, too. Zero complaints with it. Uh, Donnie Yen, Forrest Whitaker, both in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. I, I did not expect it to hew so closely to the beginning of episode four that I was really, when I realized what was happening, I was just yeah. all big smiles. And, and no, even knowing how A New Hope begins, when you see them struggling to get the Death Star plans onto Leia's ship, I was like, holy crap. Like, mm-hmm. you don't really even think of it, but... That suicide mission that everybody just went through, and it still wasn't just, all right, we beamed the plans up. It's like, oh, crap, we got to get this physical copy of this data off the ship before yeah. Vader kills everybody was awesome. What's funny, I saw I th- one. Oh, go ahead, David. No, uh, I, I think Scott said this on uh, Scott Gardner, but I was thinking the same thing. When Vader was killing those people, all I kept thinking was Michael Myers. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he was. um, That's you know, and they didn't. They didn't do like um, prequel style Jedi stuff with him. I mean, he was still super powerful, but he didn't move a lot. He just sort of lumbered forward and was like, "I'm going to choke you and disarm you and cut you," and that was pretty much it. He was just a force of nature. Yeah, as it should be. Yeah, very much like New Hope Vader. You could definitely do if they wanted to go back and do a. I mean, take some of the Vader comics that they've done recently or anything like from the Force Unleashed games and turn it into a movie. I'd be all for it because that was that was making Vader scary again after not being scary for a long time. I would love to see them go back to this time period, you know, roughly and show us some other stuff that was going on, other battles or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, they really haven't shown us the they showed us order 66 but they haven't really shown us the jedi purge i mean there's still area that you can mine there with vader and palpatine just going out and trying to round up all the the fleeing jedi and still and ending it with we never found yoda and we never found obi-wan kenobi you know so well, this was their test kitchen you know as far as these anthology stories and it's definitely making bank at the box office so yeah i'm, I'm down for whatever they want to do <laughs> oh yeah, whatever kind of story they want to tell, they could do a slapstick comedy. I wouldn't care at this point, right? Well, you know, 
I think my only regret about this movie or my only criticism is that I won't get to see these characters, especially Donnie Yen and, and the guy who played it. Why not? You could tell a story about them protecting the Jedi Temple during the, <laughs> oh, I'd the intervening it. years. So enough of that's ever going to work its way through the you know producer pipeline and uh for as progressive as you know disney might be i don't see him casting just like a truett you know and um what is his maz maze churret and bays churret and maze yep yeah 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 couldn't Fun. couldn't find the couldn't find the funko pops for them last weekend when i went out shopping i was like really? i gotta get the two of them yeah yeah, I also yeah. can't find the Golden Girls either, so that tells you where my mind's at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe how close it went either. I, I've, I'm saying now that I wish this was part of Episode 4, that they just rewrite the crawl a little bit, put it at the beginning of this one, and give me a, you know, four-hour People already have done it four. on YouTube, and you can you can watch it, how it syncs up. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. It's, uh... I can't wait for it to come out on Blu-ray so I could watch them one right into the next one. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I will spend the money eventually on, like, whatever massive set they want to give us again because I need to update all my movies. I, I think I only own a couple of the preview movies on DVD currently, and that's just obscene. So You have to you have to download the despecialized editions. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. It's like 20 gigabytes, though, and I They're it, huge, so. yeah. Yeah, I just bought Mad Max, which was 28 gigabytes, so... Yeah. My poor hard drive is screaming. <laughs> I just want to hear as much more from David as we can. Um, it was really a pleasure to be able to come on. I love the show. to you again, Dave. Yeah, it's a shame we only get together once a year. Well, I'm within driving distance, so anything that's happening in the Empire State, I'm... Can be there in a couple hours. Yeah, Dario's easy, man. Just say, "Hey, you cooking tonight?" And he'll be like, "Yeah, come on down." And there'll be like a party of fifty people. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Can't beat that. Uh, I won't tell anybody about my GPS getting me lost trying to go to the uh, World's Fairgrounds, though. Well, I would, I would definitely need one. Well, I, if if I can swing it financially, at least I'll probably haul me and Honeywell down there in my vehicle next year. Everybody's yeah, we'll GPS. Everybody's GPS can't find the fairgrounds it's not just you i well, i started driving i'm like i think i'm going into a part of new york i don't want to go into hey let's turn around and call paul <laughs> so and i was literally two minutes away from where it was supposed to be <laughs> i had that going home from dario's house because normally oh, yeah. the day i go right to the uh bell parkway i followed the gps i went through like a demilitarized zone yeah, yeah, you gotta be, gotta be careful, especially if you're not from the area and you're like, I don't know where I'm going. It's like, okay, there's a lot of angry faces. I better get moving here. I got a mass license plate. <laughs> yeah. I'm in my dad's Cadillac. This is good. You got a Red Sox sticker on the back of my car. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I didn't go that hardcore. Just the. <laughs> I want my my Boston College hat. I'll support my alma mater. <laughs> Uh, Smart man. <laughs> yeah, I don't trust the GPSs, man. Even the garage sale, you know, gloats we use them on. They tend to get wonky when you're near like a lot of streets and a highway. Uh, sometimes it just like throws me around in circles and shit, or tries to take me weird, you know, ways to get to places. Um, I, I've had pretty good luck with it, but it's uh, 
you know, you never know if it's that one time they're doing construction or something. It's like, oh man, try try never use it in Boston. It'll, it'll be useless. <laughs> well, we always pick ours up at garage sales. So I mean, they've they've had a while to go. degrade, and and their AI has gone a little wonky, and they're nearly Terminators. So I don't blame them. Um, they've been abused by humans for long enough, and I don't know. <laughs> when they close the road, they put up a big sign like this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, see that sign that says do not enter? Yeah, don't enter there. Okay. <laughs> then you ask for directions in Boston. Yeah, I'm trying to get here straight ahead. Doesn't matter where you are. Straight ahead. Yeah. What for free? Five dollars. <laughs> now you watching uh, Agents of Shield at all too, David? I'm about two episodes behind. Mm-hmm. I got through uh I did the uh, oh, Ghost Rider set, so I'm about two behind. Love that, Ron. I, it's, uh, uh, yeah, that's um, I like what they're doing this season. Yeah, one of the guys I'm friends with, uh, Zaki Hassan, is a fairly well-known movie critic, I guess. Um, I know him, so uh, he he posted something about Shield today. How they, you know, Ghost Rider was only around for half the season because of budgetary concerns generally, and there's some speculation this might be Shield's last season. Uh, will stink, but I I hate to say it, but I think he probably is right about it. I don't know if they the new time zone. Usually, when a show gets moved to a time zone. That's sometimes it's death now. Yeah. Um, so we'll see, particularly for Joss Whedon shows. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, if it if this season winds up being as good as it's been so far, and they get four solid, entertaining seasons out of it, I'm I'm cool with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll miss it, but uh, it served its purpose. You know, there's yeah. so, there's so many programs in the rotation now. Yeah. Yeah. There's I do Gotham. Uh, Shield, the four CW shows. It's just a, it's a lot to keep up with. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's why I like when they do the winter breaks because if I'm behind on anything, I can get caught up. I miss I miss my weekly superheroes though, and I. Just They'll be back list, soon. List from a friend of other stuff I should be watching. I always love people pouring more good shows on my queue because I always have to listen to yeah. them and like check them out, and then I'm hooked. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff I gotta get into too. A bunch of my family members and uh, Maureen watched that show on Netflix, uh, The Crown, about uh, Queen Elizabeth, and they said it's unbelievable. So oh God, no, I'm kind of interested. Pretty low on the list. I still have to get to OA on Netflix and uh, a whole ton of them. <laughs> Too many. I, still, I still got the Man in the High Castle. I gotta start watching. Oh, God. oh that's good. Yeah. All right, I guess I'll start watching that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> did you watch House of Cards? Yeah, uh, it's not really my, my bag, but <clears throat> I know. Uh, I'm I, sure I would love it. Cause let me tell you, Spacey fan, and, he's yeah. such a, a a psycho. It's fantastic. It All just right. sucks you in. Okay. And he and he talk. He breaks the fourth wall, and he talks to you throughout the whole thing. All right, nice. Okay, highly recommend it. Okay, since you don't have enough to watch, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> tell me about it. Ah, well, any parting thoughts on Supergirl other than how adorable she is? She is still. And uh, once again, single. Uh, yes. Apparently. But, you know, maybe give it a week before you start sending your creep. No, 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 no. <laughs> gotta get in there. 
You got to be like a rap. Well, the divorce is hot. Is that? Oh yeah, you got to get. You got to swoop in there. You got to be the 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 strong shoulder to cry on. Yeah. Uh, And then you become the strong groin to ride on. That's that's what you do. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Scott, we're going to have to live vicariously through you because I'm taken and he's on the way out. So (laughs) you need to make us proud. Uh, You know, I'll do my best. I'm. I, I don't even know what I am. I'm dating, I guess. You're a man. <laughs> yes. Just remember, I don't do criminal work. <laughs> 16 will get you 30, Scott. Remember that. No, no. Please, gentlemen. I actually have a record of dating older women, if anything. Okay. If I've ever been with a younger woman, it's been like by a month or two. So, well, that's right, I mean, that's not completely true. Um, it was this 22-year-old when I went back to college. Anywho. Um, <laughs> Before we incriminate ourselves. <laughs> yes, yeah, any further, anyway. Uh, thanks again, David. We're definitely going to have you on again. What I'd like to do is when we get to the end of a season of any of the shows we're doing is have a little like multi-guest roundtable just to yes. kind of wrap it up and talk about our feelings about the whole season and where it's going and all that fun stuff, you know, special event type things that I can use as filler. Uh, <laughs> um, so we'll definitely mark you down for Arrow, Shield, and Flash when that happens. Um, so we yes. got to get back, gotta get back on our Aegis Shield and stuff because we're crawling through those. We're now up to, like, episode 12 of Supergirl in our original yeah. shows. We we started on, we're only up to, like... And, and then uh, we got we started on Preacher when that came out, too. And I was like, oh, yeah, just got to do this first. Went right through that. And we'll be doing that again, I'm sure, when Preacher comes back on. We'll probably just do a whole weekly thing of that and cover it as it happens because that was Excellent. awesome. Yeah. Excellent. And, uh, Another show I don't watch, but I listen to. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's another one that, like The Walking Dead, maybe you don't want to watch because it gets pretty bizarre and <laughs> <laughs> and gruesome and, and amazing. Uh, and why don't we have an Ash vs. Evil Dead podcast right here? <laughs> uh, I'll talk to Honeywell. I'm sure now that the second season's wrapped up, I'm sure we can get a roundtable together for the, uh, the the show as a whole over the last two seasons. Yeah. Because I, I definitely want to talk about it. Yeah, that was just uh, batshit crazy on a level I don't think I've seen before. He's <laughs> yeah. not on TV, technically. <laughs> it could, no, yeah, that's not, no, no way you could do it on TV. <laughs> Uh, I think that's the, what helped diminish my my enjoyment of The Walking Dead a little bit because it's like uh, you guys aren't exactly the innovators in gore anymore. <laughs> Got to either step it up or do something exciting here. Uh, well, Ash vs. Evil Dead is just supposed to be kind of a lark, and uh, Walking Dead is supposed to be serious. Yeah, uh, I don't know. That's for the other show. But thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, David thank Pascarella, for thank joining you. us. Thank you. I'd love to come back again. I had a great time. Cool. It was cool. lovely having you, and we will definitely have you back again. And you're, uh, again, hereby resolved of any further emails to us. But the rest of you, <laughs> get on it. Uh, Weekly Heroics at Yahoo.com. Fill our mail sack. Yes. <laughs> and, it's uh, and yeah, you know, comments, uh, suggestions. We're, we are going to be, as far as scheduling said, I think we'll, after this recording, we're going to be recording a few more Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and stuff to get out for you. 
and keep rolling on the Flash and Arrow. Mm-hmm. And want to get into Legends very soon. I think we'll probably do Legends like we're doing Supergirl. We'll do a couple episodes each. Yeah, we still got to um, do Agent Carter. Yeah, um, yeah. So basically, Hoping. the next sixty years we're booked. <laughs> yeah, essentially, that's what we've signed on for. Uh, let Let me know when you're going to do Agent Carter because I would love to do it. Agent Carter. Okay, I wouldn't we all? <laughs> I'd watch her fold the fucking laundry for two hours. I don't care. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I think the other show that she basically kind of, she got a job, you know, when they were canceling Agent Carter, and I think hey. her new show just tanked too, unfortunately. But I'm sure she'll find work. I didn't like that show, Conviction. I sat through it because she was in it. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, yeah, I kind of knew it was doomed from the start. I think and, they, they and they were wrong on so many technical issues. It's like, uh, did you do any research when you were putting this program together? I'm guessing it wasn't an Aaron Sorkin joint, so they probably didn't. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, it's, the Walking Dead. I'm kind of a stickler for, for continuity and, and real world. You know, come on. I mean, well, if it's going to be a show about the law, yeah, yeah. There's some, I mean, kind of, wanna... there's some stuff that's kind of written down that you can follow. Yeah, maybe you want to crack that book open and just take a glance at it. Passing glance. You know, you know the funny thing is it wasn't even the loss. Hello? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It wasn't even the loss so much. It was they had a case from Staten Island that the Manhattan District Attorney's handling. There's five DAs in the city of New York, one for each borough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we have to interview the guy down in Queens where the case took place. Really, you're out of your jurisdiction. You take that jurisdiction crap and cram it up your ass, Dave. <laughs> Shit. Oops. <laughs> now you got to bleep that. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> Things don't get bleeped on my I show. occasionally swear on this one. <laughs> I frequently swear on all of them. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, uh, you know, a, a 70s or 80s cop, Hill Street Blues, if they don't have, like, a cop's uniform exactly how it really is, I'm going to give them a pass. But we live in friggin' Google land now, you know? There's really no excuse yeah. for technical problems, you know, or, or real-world accuracy problems on any show anymore. Just budgeting. Well, this is what I this is what I learned working for the mayor. I need to look up shit for you. I'll look up shit for six bucks an hour for you. I'm on disability. You know, I'll sit here and Google for an hour for no cash to make your show better. I'm putting it out there, Hollywood. They have to either pay or get the approval of the city of New York to use the police logo or the fire department's logo. Yeah, I would hope so. So, so when you see it's not right, they didn't want to pay. <laughs> okay. There you go. Or the city didn't approve of it and said, you can't use it. Yeah, that's why you don't see the Red Cross in movies, because you got to pay for that, too. Right, exactly. Uh, Why couldn't I come up with something? (laughs) We just need a logo, something that people want. That's all we need. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm still hoping our, our our work for this show will you know go viral someday and someone will. Well, you know what's weird is I get uh, I don't know if you check our email much, uh, hero, but we we've gotten this. Uh, we started getting this 
weird spam of somebody who loves our artwork and you know you should sign up with us and let us distribute your artwork on t-shirts and shit and i'm thinking yeah it's like we could do that already we could just tell uh scott and scott capella should be like um you want to throw that up on cafe press yeah andy (laughs) capellish actually yep uh we have to get his ass on this show too yes yes we do um but scheduling 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 but all right, uh, this is like twice as long as we ever. That's got. all right. You can make it two episodes. You got a primary episode, and then you've got the shoot and the shit episode. Ah, nah, you know, make them listen. You know, <laughs> they don't all a, have to be marathons, Scott. It takes me like three hours to edit a two-hour podcast. Someone else has got to put in the time listening to it. Fair enough. <laughs> and I know we've got at least a couple of people that do. And, and thanks again, David, for being one of our listeners and and coming on. So My let's pleasure. wrap it up, kids. Another week, uh, Weekly Heroics um, at Yahoo.com if you want to email us again. I'm Scott McGregor. This is Chris Tyler and David Pascarella. So wave bye-bye. Bye. 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 Don't forget to write. Bon voyage. <laughs> I'm gonna Bring have back to some it. French. I'm going to have to write it on this episode. <laughs> the guest your own great. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. We'll read it. That'd be great. Yeah. You use an use an alias. I see. I'll clip this part out. Use an alias, and you can just praise yourself up and down if you want. And Send it in as Paul Spataro. Yes, please. <laughs> well, I love it. What is it? One of our last shows we recorded, we had, uh, or I think that's already aired. We had Aaron Henley uh, calling out Gene Hendricks, who's never emailed our show and has apparently emailed every other podcasting show in the universe. So. And if I had the time to email all the time, I would. I listen to everybody's shows. I just don't have the time to email. I wouldn't know. I just, I'd feel silly after a while. I'd be like, well, that was really great. I really agree with you. And uh, But I mean, I love reading that about my own shit. So I, I shouldn't oh, make the effort. <laughs> yeah. But tune in again next week, kids. We'll be here. Weekly Heroics. Bye now. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at 2TrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, 2TrueFreaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the 2TrueFreaks at the same time. Visit our website at 2TrueFreaks.com. 2TrueFreaks is always spelled T-W-O. T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S You can email 2 True Freaks directly at 2TrueFreaks at gmail.com 2 True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and a number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening, and join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks.